0: Here with every one of you, we want to let you know that we are transmitting life on 102.3 FM in Hollandale, Florida, and you are tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're going to be talking about God's mighty angels in the Book of Revelation. Chapter 16, The Bold Judgment. So we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program. Remember, our lines will be open if you'd like to call in or text in with your questions or your comments. Our local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the blessing of this day. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to study your word. Lord, come real to us so we may understand you better. Thank you for the love you've given us. And we just pray for protection on all we're doing here. And no technical glitches or anything like that. Lord, just your blessing and your precious name.
0: Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuning to the Truth to Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the whole judgments and the angelic mighty angels in the book of Revelation. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Brower, Capilla Caballo Brower, and also Calvary Aventura. You can find more information here on T-Wave.TV. Also, we want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening, hey, we are in need of prayer partners. So if you would like to serve as a prayer partner, let us know. We would love for you to be part of uh, of praying here for the guests in our program as well as the different programs here in our network. So we're very excited to you about today's topic, of course, it's because we're going to continue looking at God's mighty angels. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones once again to our program. Nathan, how are you? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I am doing excellent. Great to be here with you once again. Time goes so fast and we're excited to see what God is going to do. It does. Wow. It seems like we just finished one uh, radio study and then we're back again. We're back on the, on the next one. And, and Nathan, you know, we've been very excited because we've had people tuning in from various parts of the world. And uh, and we also want them to continue to tune in because it's a great subject matter that we're talking about. And one that I think will help equip people that want to learn more about eschatology and Bible prophecy. But your, you guys have a wealth of resources in your ministry. Can you once again talk to us about Lamb and Lion and your contact information for someone who's maybe new to your ministry? Well, uh, like you
1: said, I'm Nathan Jones. I'm an Associate Evangelist and Web Minister for Lamb and Lion Ministries. And this ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministries, is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com. There you can watch our television show Christ in prophecy. Check out our articles, social networks, e newsletters, blogs, podcast, you name it, brother. We want to get the gospel out to people, and they can check us out at themlion.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. Again, we want to encourage those of you to watch and listen. Take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful resources. Nathan, also, I noticed uh, on the website, I was following you on Facebook this week, and you posted this really wonderful picture of you, Dr. Reagan, and a lot of your programming in the back, and throughout the years, you also have a great wealth of conferences and information that you've done, and you have a conference that's coming up in July, right?
1: Yes, on July 11th, our ministry holds uh, an annual conference to your messages for Rebellious Nation as a theme with many great guests, including our own uh, Dr. David Reagan. Yes, And folks can uh, watch that by going to our website at landline.com. They can watch it live. We'll archive it for about a month. And if you're a pastor of a church and want to have your own Bible Prophecy Conference, uh, you can stream it into your church. We provide the speakers, you provide the venue, and uh, your own church can have a whole Bible Prophecy Conference free uh, of charge
0: through us. Just uh, contact us at landline.com. And you're gonna do that. You know, we love free Nathan, so thank you for that. Praise the Lord. Amen. So thank you so much for sharing that. Of course, we want to encourage everyone that's watching and listening, keep this wonderful opportunity in prayer uh for these wonderful speakers. And uh, we're definitely gonna be taking part in that, Nathan. So we're very excited. Excellent, brother. Good awesome. To hear. So Nathan, also, you know, we've been going through the book of Revelation and we have been very excited about this subject matter uh, regarding God's mighty angels. And of course, last week we were looking at chapter 16 and just some incredible things uh, that were happening there with the bold judgments. But maybe someone is new to eschatology, Nathan, or Bible prophecy or the book of Revelation. Can you share with us briefly before we continue just a sequence of events? We have the rapture taking place in the tribulation. Then we have some seal judgment and trumpet judgments. And now we get to the uh, bold judgments, um, and maybe again, what exactly, it, it, where is this all going in terms of the, the, the end uh, of, the, of, of the judgment? How long is this whole thing going to be for? Well, it's called
1: Daniel's 70th week in the book of Daniel, and that's uh, a seven-year time period. So we know that the, the tribulation of that God's wrath upon the world will be a seven-year time period that's coming. And uh, as we go through the judgments, like you said, there's 21. There's uh, seven what's called seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, some of the angels trumpet out the judgments, and then seven bowl judgments where angels pour down God's wrath upon the world in the symbolism of bowls. And so we're actually getting near the the end of the seven years. We're probably five and a half to six years uh, into the tribulation. And these, an angel earlier said, are the worst judgments in all of human history. The time period that we're in now, there's nothing as bad as it's been on this earth. It hasn't been as dire. The earth hasn't been suffering as much. The people haven't been dying as quickly. It is truly what's considered the end of the world
0: wow. as we are in the old judgments. Amazing. And of course, Nathan, you know, there's a lot of theories out there how the world supposedly is going to end. People are afraid of whoever's going to press that red button. But the Bible really tells us exactly how it's going to go down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, it, and it's frightening, and it's sad, and, and it's the same that humanity has continued to rebel against God and, and be so wicked, and that God finally, as the just judge, has to step in and deal with it. Now, the blessing of it is, is that, as we've been going through Revelation, too, so many people have given their lives to Jesus Christ during this tribulation. Yes. So there'll be many who get saved, but there are many who refuse to repent, and these bold judgments, uh, at least the first one especially, are aimed at those who particularly are continuing to rebel against God, and have pretty much set in their hearts that they will never, never relent, that they will remain in rebellion forever. And so God, in the first full judgment, set Lotham sores on the people that taking the Antichrist um, uh, mark, That's right. the mark of the beast, it's says loyalty mark. But then uh, the angels attacked the seas, and all the oceans turn to blood, so everything in it died. And then the fresh waters return to blood, and everything in them died. So we're seeing that basically,
0: like you said, brother, it's the end of the world. Mm. And you know, Nathan, and as we look at this event, it's quite frightening, really, uh, when you look at these events. But really, as we shared before, this is the wrath of God, like you said, poured out on rebellious men. This is not for the church. And this is why we don't believe that the church is going to go through this. And we believe that we're going to be taken out way before this. So someone who's a believer now, Nathan, really, they don't have to fear. Not at all. Not at all.
1: Christians are promised that we are spared from the wrath of God. Revelation 3:10 especially makes the promise to the church of Philadelphia, in other words, true believers in Christ, that we are are to be saved from the coming wrath. And so, uh, yeah, the church will be taken out in what's called the rapture. First Corinthians 15 and First Thessalonians 4 talks about the rapture, in other words, to be caught up, to be pulled up, taken off basically this earth Amen. and be raptured up to heaven before the wrath of God comes upon this words, So you're right. Uh, you and me as believers in Christ will not have to fear this and those who also accepted Jesus Christ before the rapture, uh, we will be raptured out and then before the tribulation so that we will not have to go through these judgments.
0: Absolutely. And that's why we want people that are watching and listening, man, we don't want you guys freaking out, okay? Because <laughs> when, yeah. when they read these things, the, the, the individuals that don't understand the word of God, they think this is going to come upon them But no, this is going to happen in a future time, in the time of the Tribulation. And Nathan, it's it's really, the Earth has already been experiencing some terrible things prior to these bold judgments, right? Oh, I mean, like you said,
1: there's 14 other judgments that happened beforehand, just in the first four judgments alone. As a one-world leader, who the Bible calls the Antichrist, comes to power, he declares a world war as he consolidates his kingdom. And between that and then the aftermath of uh, disease and famine and wild animals and all, yes. a fourth of the world population is killed. And by the time you get the middle of the tribulation, half the world population is dead. So when you, you look at the numbers today of 7 billion, we're talking about 3.5 billion people dead in just the first 3.5 years. So yeah, it's a total transformation of what the world's going to be like from wow. today.
0: Wow. And so, of course, Nathan, there we noticed we left off around verse 8 there in Revelation 16. Can you continue to bring us through this chapter, Nathan, uh, through these bold judgments?
1: Certainly. Well, again, uh, the first bold judgment was uh, luctum sores on those who take the mark of the beast. The second bold judgment is all the the ocean, the salt water is turned to blood and the animals can't survive. So every living creature in the seas dies. Then uh, the attack is on the fresh water, so all the fresh water turns to blood. So
0: everything in those die, and, and there's nothing to drink. All the fresh water is now, So these people are, are covered
1: in boils. There's nothing to drink. There's rotting animals all over the planet. And then we get to the fourth bowl judgment. Then the fourth angel pulled out his bowl on the sun, and the power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed in the name of God, his power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory.
0: Mm, amazing. Nathan, of course, we know there's there's always a concern here with the ozone layers and the heat uh, that, that we get, especially uh, when you go to the beach, those kind of things. But th- this is an incredible uh, scorging, uh, uh type of uh, heat like never experienced before. Exactly. This is where the whatever's
1: protecting the earth is either stripped away or the sun has uh, particularly more solar flares, but it says particularly the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun. Yes. So it seems more like it's the activity of the sun rather than the earth losing any kind of protection. But when you talk about the wars and destruction that the earth faces during that time, very well it could be that the atmospheric protection is gone as well. But imagine standing in front of an x-ray machine without a Oh. That's Yeah, that's what's happening, the people are not protected anymore, the sun scorches the earth, so we're talking about the destruction basically of of the greenery on the earth, I mean, think about it, the the evaporation of water, so there's no rain, we're talking about the the animals uh, burning up, the people being scorched, hiding underground, and instead of reacting to God, repenting and saying, I give up, I give up, the people... Do not repent. They do not give God His glory due to Him. And they continue to shake
0: their system. Isn't that incredible? You know, Nathan, when you and I were younger, we probably did those experiments with a magnifying glass facing the sun. And we tried to burn through a piece of paper. Uh, Maybe you remember that. And here, I mean, literally, this is going to be an intensity, a a heat so intense that it's going to scorch people. and, And that's just incredible.
1: It is. I thought you were going to go there with scorching ants, which I've never done. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, it, you know, we, we kind of lighted that part here, but this is something really serious, because we're right. talking about not only the water and the ecosystem of the Earth destroyed, but then the sun, because either it's flares or it's heat, or maybe all the wars have, have knocked the Earth out of orbit a little, I don't yeah. know, it doesn't say, but we know that the end result is that there's, there's tremendous heat upon the Earth, uh, we're talking here in Texas it's 100 degrees today wow uh, I don't know we're talking about 120, 130 degrees but it's so bad that the earth is getting burned up and the people are in hiding and instead of repenting they're blaspheming God crazy
0: that's amazing Nathan and that's why again for those of you that just tuned in you're tuned into the truth we set you free Bible prophecy radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones as we're talking about the bold judgments in the book of Revelation so we pray that you can stay tuned so Nathan and it's, this is amazing I mean This is why God wrote this in His Word so that people in advance would know what's coming. And and I mean, really, sometimes you wonder, right, Nathan, what does it take for the the human heart to turn to Christ, right? And, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about the Bible, Nathan, that the Bible also tells us that it's the grace of God uh, that leads to salvation. Uh, But sometimes when that doesn't work, God says, hey, you know what? I've given you plenty of opportunities, but now I'm going to have to be a little bit of a heavy-handed here because I have to judge sin, and you need to repent.
1: Exactly. This is their opportunity. God isn't just punishing evil. He's definitely doing that. The second thing He's doing is trying to get people to repent, to to give up, to to stop their evil ways that are hurting them and hurting other people, and yet these people refuse. Their hearts are so hard to like Pharaoh. They won't give in. And even though God ratchets up to almost the point of, of destruction upon the planet, where a normal person would cry out to God for, for him to relent, you know, to, to have mercy and all, these people instead are cursing God and won't shake and defeat them, which shows how totally depraved
0: these survivors of the tribulation are. Uh, absolutely. And you mentioned it, Nathan, and that's why the Bible says that, you know, God gives people over to depraved minds in Romans chapter 1, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, they just... They they choose not to turn to God, and they choose to want to follow in, in their evil ways. Exactly. You know, Nathan, that's a great point. And of course, if things continue to progressively even get worse. So you talked to us about that, the fourth angel, and then uh, we noticed uh, it continues on with the fifth angel and on.
1: Yeah, and they continue to go on uh, as we get up to the fifth bowl judgment. And uh, this one's a judgment of darkness and pain. Verse 10 goes, Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the thrones of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of the pain for their sores and did not repent of their deeds.
0: You know, Nathan, I mean, uh, we've experienced darkness here in Florida a few years ago. We had, uh, you know, a few tornadoes come through and you just knocked down the electricity and everything for a uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the most we went was about uh, three days or, or four days without electricity. But it wasn't the type of darkness that, that this is talking about. It's not just like your light's going out, right?
1: No, not at all. No, this is a, a complete darkness. It says over the throne of the beast. Now, the beast is another term for the Antichrist, the one-world ruler, and it's a darkness over his kingdom. So some speculated, and here we have the sun blazing hot, but again, the earth is under darkness. How is that possible? How could the sun be so bright, <laughs> so burning people, but the earth so dark? So I don't know what this, if there's a natural reason behind this, or this is supernatural, or how much of this the world in effect. Because it says over the throne of the beast, right. which is his capital city, which is called Babylon, whether that's the real Babylon that gets rebuilt in Iraq, whether it's uh, Rome, or whether it's Jerusalem. Uh, any of those locations, the throne of the beast is plunged into darkness, the kingdom of the Antichrist, which we know the kingdom is this entire planet, so yes. it's, this is a global darkness,
0: and it's strange that this darkness causes pain. Mm. Can you explain that? I don't know. <laughs> well, Nathan, you know, it, it does, because we know that this is a type of darkness that is actually, uh, I mean... I remember like the Bible tells us there also in Matthew chapter 13 as well as we noted uh, in Revelation chapter, um, uh, the previous verses that we were looking in terms of the uh, torment in chapter 14, uh, and it says in verse 10, again, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence of, of the Lamb there, Revelation 14 and, and it talks about this torment uh, that has to deal with, with the pain of darkness and separation uh, also uh, from God. We know, Nathan, that in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. And in the presence of the Lord, there's all these wonderful things. But separation from God is a sad situation uh, indeed. And, uh, and one that I believe, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, can, I just cannot imagine what, what hell... Is going to be like Nathan. And that's why we tell people that God did not create hell uh, for humanity. It was for Satan and his angels. But when we reject God, we choose to go to the dark, awful place.
1: Well said, well said. Especially the part about this being a taste of hell, because when we read about the different verses that describe hell, hell is described as a place of fire, a lake of fire, a place yes. of torment, but then it's also black. So here you've got hell, which is a lake of fire. But it's a place called outer darkness where there is no light. So again, that weird dichotomy here where you've got heat without light. Here, the Antichrist Kingdom is plunged into heat without light. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if this is not God's way of saying, you've got to repent because this is a taste of hell. This is what it's going to be like. Yes. But how did the people respond? They blasphemy the God Amen. of heaven because of their pains and swords, and did not repent of their deeds. These are people whose hearts are so hard, they yes. will never give in to the Lord Jesus.
0: Wow, and Nathan, like you said, what a contrast because we noted, as you shared with us earlier Revelation chapter 12, that God's people, they're going to be taken into that area of Petra, and yet they're going to have light. They're going to be protected, right? And then you have the kingdom of the enemy in total darkness. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you got to wonder, what is, what is blocking the light of the the sun that almost the entire planet has fallen under darkness? And, uh, I believe it's probably supernatural in origin because you have to black out the stars and the moon yes. and the sunlight, which we read will show up later just before Jesus comes back on the, the day of the Lord. But as it ends, the second coming of Jesus Christ has signs in the sky that show the special day of the Lord's return. So the light will come back at some point, but for a time... The Antichrist kingdom falls under complete darkness. And like you said, I think you're absolutely right. that The separation from God is causing the pain. And the people blaspheme God for it. Instead of call out to God for forgiveness right. and mercy, they're blaspheming God for the,
0: for the judgment. Nathan, how sad it is. And that's why we, we pray that anyone watching or listening, whether it's now or future, uh, you know, the message is still the same. Turn to Christ while there is still time. God loves you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. And it all starts in our relationship with, with Jesus Christ. And Nathan, we notice here, so the kingdom of God, I mean the kingdom of, of darkness, the kingdom of Satan is all in darkness. And then we still see other events that are uh, amazing as we look at the following verses. Yes,
1: because uh, there's seven bold judgments, and that's five so far. Now we get to six bold judgment, and it goes from verses 12 through 16. It reads, then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates. And its water was dried up, so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. But they are spirits of demons, performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth, the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming at the peak, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they his feet ashamed. And they gathered them together
0: to the place called in Hebrew, Armageddon. Wow, Nathan, there is a lot in this passage. I mean, there's so much here <laughs> that anyone could spend weeks as we look at it. So, what exactly, you know, Nathan? People don't understand the spiritual warfare that we're under. Uh, in, in Ephesians chapter six, the Bible clearly tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right?
1: Exactly. There are the spiritual kingdom that's behind all the things that go on on the earthly kingdom. is a war between God's forces and Satan's forces over dominion of this earth. And here, especially in Revelation, but with this bold judgment, we're seeing seeing the veil that, that keeps our eyes blinded from what goes on in the spiritual world we're pulled yes. back. And we're actually seeing demons sent out to get the armies of the world prepared for the final battle.
0: Mm. Nathan, I love verse 12. It talks about the Euphrates River. There's a lot in the Bible regarding the Euphrates. And here, it actually says that somehow it's going to be dried up
1: yeah, I mean, we saw earlier how uh, demonic hordes were coming from the Euphrates. Uh, four particular demons that had fire grass, um, crazy imagery if you think about it, but it, it's four special angelic monster-type creatures that ravaged the earth. Right. And here's the Euphrates again, this time the Euphrates River, which runs through Iraq, is dried up. And uh, it's prepared for the kings of the east to come. Now the kings of the east, would be the... Uh, now the Antichrist has the world divided into ten regions and, or ten kingdoms so the, the kings and the sub-kings and whatever you want to call them <laughs> they be the, the rulers of say India and China and Japan and the others they're, they're tired of the Antichrist ruling. He has messed up the planet and they try to overthrow him so they, they put an army together of 200 million and they start marching towards uh, Israel to meet the Antichrist who we read in Daniel is warring against the king of the south. The king of the south would probably be whoever's over Africa. And if he fights them, he worries because he hears that the kings of the east are coming to rebel, and he heads his army north into Israel to meet the kings of the east that are coming. So this isn't actually yet a battle against the Antichrist forces against and against Jesus. But as the Antichrist kingdom starts falling apart, he has to deal with these armies, and they all meet up in the valley of Jezreel. Which is called Armageddon in the Bible, and that's uh, in northern Israel. It runs from Mount Carmel down to Jerusalem. It's a huge valley. In fact, Napoleon Bonaparte said that you could field all the armies of the world there in one mighty battle. And he's absolutely right because this is what we're
0: about to see. That is just incredible, Nathan. And of course, again, for those of you that maybe just tuned in, you tuned into the truth will set you free. Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about God's mighty angel in the full judgments in Revelation chapter 16. Again, you can text in or call in with your questions or your comments 305 992 9537 or 321 end time. For those of you watching us live there via TV. As well as T-Wave.tv, you can post your questions or your comments. Let us know your name, where you're posting from, and your questions. We'd love to be able to get back to you with those. And of course, Nathan, I know we only have a few minutes left to the first segment of this program, but this is just incredible information. The Euphrates River, we're talking about these uh, spirits uh, that are, that are uh, influencing these individuals here. We, we see a demonic and a spiritual warfare uh, that is just getting more and more intense as the, the tribulation uh, begins to come to an end. So Nathan, of course, you know, again, someone is watching and somebody's listening and they're looking at this and maybe it seems unbelievable to them that this is actually going to happen. But you and I know that it is going to happen and that the only protection that anyone can have is in that relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and Nate, you know, before we close the first segment, would you be able to encourage that person or maybe share with them how they can start that relationship with the Lord today? Well, they need to do what the people in the tribulation
1: aren't doing. They need to surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. They need to give up and pray in their heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. The surrendering of your old life is the bringing about of a new life, a better life, where Jesus is forgiving you of your sins, yes. where the guilt is gone, where you have a new life, and you have that hope of eternal life with Him.
0: That's what the Lord has for you. Just need to accept it and blessing choices. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. of course, for those of you that have trusted in the Lord, wherever you are, we'd love for you to let us know. And we want to celebrate uh, with you coming to the family of God. Well, Nathan, we've come to the end of the first segment of our program. And, it, and it's always awesome uh, to, to have you on. So thank you for joining us for the first segment of the program.
1: Thank you, brother. Great to be on.
0: Awesome. And of course, for those of you watching, and those of you that are tuning in, we will be right back after this break. Again, you're tuning in to our 2273 Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Nick Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Revelation chapter 16, the bold judgments. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great day. Everyone, and welcome to the Truthful Secondary Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Dave Batista along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, as well as twitcasting.tv and T Wave.tv and our various networks. It's great to be here with you all for the second segment of our program as we're looking at the Book of Revelation, chapter 16 God's Mighty Angels in the Bold Judgments. And of course, remember that our lines will remain open if you would like to text in your questions or your comments at so 305-992-9537 or 321 in time But before we continue on the second segment of our program, i to ask Nathan Jones to open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. And thank you that we can study it, get to know you better, and what you have planned for the future, Lord, and you give us hope for the future. I do pray, Lord, you bless this uh, conversation, Lord, bless all the technical aspects and May this uh, bless all those who are listening in the Lord for your honor and glory in your precious
0: name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into our Truth Will Set You Free, Vic and Nathan, as we're talking about Revelation chapter 16. Well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free ministry, as well as Capilla Calvario in Broward. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com and also on Facebook on jn 8 Thirty-two, And for those of you that just tuned in, we're in need of prayer partners. If you would like to be a prayer partner for our programs and our guests here, we'd love for you to reach out to us at 305-992-9537 and let us know that you want to be one of our prayer partners as we're always in need of prayer. And of course, if you find yourselves in the aventura Hollandel area, we'd love for you to stop in this Sunday at 11 a.m. in English and 1230 in Spanish for our services as well as on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. for the Chuklu City Free Bible Studies as well. We're located at 517 West Pembroke Road, Havondale, Florida, 33009. We'd love to see you guys live. But before we continue the second segment of our program, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the program again. Nathan, thank you for being part of the second segment of our program. Thank you for having me on. This has been
1: a fascinating
0: study. I appreciate being able to go through Revelation with you. Oh, amen, Nathan. And of course, real quickly, Nate, would you be able to just share your contact information? Again, maybe someone is listening or watching for the first time so they can take advantage of all your wonderful resources.
1: Our website is lamblion.com. And there you can find all about Lamb and Lion Ministries, our television show, Christ and Prophecy, numerous articles, especially from our magazine, The Lamb Lighter. We have an e-newsletter, blog, social networks, a podcast. We want to teach
0: people about God's prophetic word. Get them excited. That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ is coming back soon. So check us out, lamblion.com. Well, Nathan, I can tell you that I, I am excited because of all the wonderful resources. I oftentimes like to highlight uh, just all the wonderful resources I'm here for those of you that are watching us on T Wave.tv. Again, this is Dr. Reagan's uh, book of Revelation, the whole CD. And I've enjoyed it driving in my car. Maybe you guys might want to pick up the set as well. And uh, just enjoy all these wonderful resources. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that with us.
1: Oh, praise the Lord, brother. Yeah, that's a great series on Revelation that Dr. Reagan did. And folks can listen in their cars or uh, rip them and put them in the podcast however they want and they can study the book of Revelation as we are doing it now. But from the point of view of the angels, right? The
0: angels of Revelation. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Nathan. I thought you were going to say something else.
1: No, oh, I just, I've been excited
0: about. This has been a fascinating series. I'm glad that uh, you wanted us to go through this. Oh, awesome, awesome! I thought you would share more resources. I was waiting for the punchline, and then you were waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, thank you, Nathan. But we are having fun uh, in a, in a more sobering way. And I say having fun because we are looking through the Book of Revelation, talking about these mighty angels, and you and I joking around, saying that we're learning ourselves a lot as we're going through this because the Holy Spirit. It's always revealing things to us. Right, Nathan? Right. I mean, that's,
1: uh, We are promised in Revelation 1-3 a blessing for yes. reading this book that you actually get a blessing for reading the book of Revelation. So yep. as we read through it, I feel like uh, I'm getting blessed as I learn more and more about it as we study it and see Revelation through the eyes of the angels. Yes. There's 72 references to angels not counting demons in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we go through, we see that God is using angels and he's allowing demons to do their thing and to, as a result of, releasing his wrath upon the world for judgment. Now, when you think about uh, how many people are always saying, Oh, God's distant. He's, He's not involved in matters of people anymore. Or he's letting the murderers and the killers and the rapists get free. Well, God's finally releasing his judgment upon the earth. Seven years, 21 judgments. And each of them are for the purpose of punishing evil, but also
0: to bring uh, people to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Mm, Excellent point, Nathan. And of course, we were looking at Revelation 16 uh, there, verse 12. And Nate, you mind if I read verses 12 through 16, and then you can recap for us? Sure, sure.
1: Now this is the sixth bowl judgment out of the seven. Verse 12 goes, Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and his water was dried up, so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. But they're spirits of demons performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And behold, I'm coming as a thief, lest he who watches, and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. And they gather them together to the place called in Hebrew.
0: Amazing. And Nathan, of course, we talked about the Euphrates River, and we also talked about the demonic warfare that we see here. But Nathan, verse 13 clearly talks about, again, that these uh, three unclean spirits, and it says, like frogs. In other words, they they weren't really frogs, right? But they were like, meaning in, in, in terms of their hideousness. Exactly.
1: We're not just talking about the sixth angel here as an angel. We're also talking about four other angels here. We've got the three unclean spirits that look like frogs. And again, angels aren't all a bunch of blonde, (laughs) curly-haired guys with wings and white robes. God has all sorts of different angels with different shapes and sizes. Some like animals, some like acts of nature. They're not all standard looks. And these particular ones are frog-like looking demons. And these demons come out of... They possess the Antichrist, who is already possessed by Satan, so there's another demon right there, the prince of all demons, Satan himself. We've got the beast, which is the Antichrist, and the false prophet. And so we know that these players in During the Tribulation, these evil leaders of the world, are demon-possessed. And the Antichrist especially is possessed by more than one demon. As we see, he's not only possessed by what's called the dragon, who is Satan, but also by one of these frogs-like demons so we got four demons and one angel listed here in the 6
0: Judgment. Nathan, that's a great observation because, you know, a lot of times we forget that uh, 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 angels, demons. I mean, uh, at one point the demons were angels, but they were fallen. And now they take on a new uh, mask, if you will, of evil. And uh, people need to recognize that, that people are demon-possessed. I mean, there was one in the Bible called Legion, right, Nathan? in Jesus cast out these thousands of demons from this individual. So there's people today uh, that are demon-possessed, spirits. Right, uh, Mary
1: Magdalene herself, I believe it was seven demons that were cast out of her. Yes. Uh, there are demon-possessed people. Well, it's not hard to just watch the news and it's pretty obvious yeah. which people are, are possessed. They, they're like yeah. insane in the way they think. Their morality is totally shot. They live for evil and I believe uh, as you study the demons throughout the Bible, that their separation from God or evil has driven many of them insane. Yes. And uh, the way they behave is like, a lot like Legion. Uh, uh, legion, the guy who was possessed by him, uh, excuse me, the angels possessed Legion. Uh, the man ran around naked. He had tremendous strength. cut himself. He was always trying to commit suicide. And these demons are, are insane by nature. I think Satan himself is insane too because he continues to believe that he can defeat Jesus Christ, and he loses again and again and again. He's got the Bible to read. He knows his demise is coming, and yet he continues to fight on. So this separation from God creates a, a mental instability, not only in the demonic forces, but also in the people
0: as well. Excellent point. And Nathan, the reason why we want people that are listening, watching to this program is they need to recognize... That this warfare is for real. There's a new game, Nathan, now, social media, and it's like a Ouija board type of... Uh, oh, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie, Rana. right. And, and yeah. people think that these are just a harmless little games, but they're not, right, Nate? The occult is real.
1: I've, I've known a number of people. We've had guests on our television show, Christ and Prophecy, like Warren Smith and Carolyn Trishiana, yes. who both been, before they were saved, involved in the occult, a new age and uh, they say they're very real. I, I had one co-worker who, she was saved, but she was saved out of the New Age movement, mm-hmm. and she actually did uh, astral projection where she would leave her body, and how terrified she was when she came back once, and there was something inhabiting her body. So there is a real demonic world. It's hard to believe because you know, we, we live in the material world, and yeah. so we see the world from a material perspective, but there's a spiritual world out there too. And the Bible makes it very clear. There's a spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes. We just can't see it. we got to protect ourselves from it by saying the word, by being close to Jesus. Absolutely. And most importantly, by being saved. Have the Holy Spirit dwell in us. Because when the Holy Spirit dwells in us, then the
0: demonic world cannot Excellent point. And Nathan, that's what we're told in Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness uh, in heavenly places. So Nathan, that is exactly what you're describing for us there in Revelation chapter 16, uh, verse 13. And we're getting quite a behind-the-scenes picture here too because
1: here we have... The three leaders of the world, of course, the ruler of it, the uh, dragon himself, Satan, ruling through the antichrist, the beast, and promoted by his false prophet for his one-world religion, which is a Satan-worshipping religion. And then they take these three demons, these frog-looking like demons. They're sent out upon the world, and what they do is they gather the remaining kings of the world. The, the ten, the world will be divided into ten regions, like we said, and each will be ruled over what's called a king. And these demons will marshal these kings and their armies, what's left of them, because, you know, most of the world is pretty much destroyed by this point, and get together to fight against the. what Satan knows is the coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming soon. And so they get all these armies together. They, they are about to battle with the kings of the east, which we read about here, how the Euphrates dries up. The rulers of the kings of the east, uh, uh, Japan, India, China, those other countries there, will so march to in rebellion against the antichrist and the antichrist and deal with them but all these armies are going to be gathered they're
0: going to unite against the return of Jesus Christ and mm. Excellent point Nathan and you know that's why also the book of Daniel there in chapter 11 chapter 10 and on it talks to us about this this fight uh, and, and all these uh, nations that are going to uh, uh, be included.
1: Yeah, you know, Daniel is like the revelation of the old testament and Daniel describes the the false prophet and the, I'm sorry the uh, antichrist and his personality yes. and what he will try to accomplish the wars that will go on there and uh, again this is the antichrist trying to fend off a rebellion but this is about we're about to get near Revelation 19 and the return of Jesus and mm-hmm. so how these armies will be united against Jesus Christ Satan knows the time is short that Jesus is coming soon and crazily enough insane enough he believes <laughs> to he be puts an army together that's big enough he can defeat
0: Jesus Christ. Is that, And that's what you said. And that's insane, Nathan. And that's why when people are demon possessed and uh, being led by these demonic spirits, they really, uh, uh, you know, it clouds their minds uh, in terms of reality.
1: Yeah. Oh, excellent point. i know a number of people troubled in soul, and uh, maybe not demonically possessed, but demonically uh, influenced or, or oppressed. And these people are opened enough, unfortunately. A lot of when you play with the occult, when you play with Ouija boards, tarot cards, uh, palm readers, astrology, right. you open up the door to letting demonic influence them. You, you just They just can't come in and rule your life. You have to allow it. Yes. And when you open yourself up to, especially youth that are particularly vulnerable, and you're opening yourself up to demonic world where they don't love you, they don't want to help you, they don't want to give you power, they hate you, they want you dead because That's right. you bear the image of Christ. Mankind is made in God's image. They hate us for it and they want to destroy us. So you gotta stay away from all that voodoo, witchcraft, that's right, and evilness, and our society is soaked in there right
0: now. Oh Nathan, you, you said it very well, and that's why any of any of you that are watching or listening, guys, again, we're we're praying for you. We pray that the Holy Spirit will help you. That's why we do these programs so that you can have a better understanding of the reality in which we're living in. And social media is a powerful tool. When you use it for the right reason, it's a powerful tool. But also when it's used for the wrong reason, it can influence a lot of people. So we want to caution, especially young people that are watching or listening, uh, stay away from these things and be very, very careful. Turn to the Word of God and turn to prayer and allow the Holy Spirit to help you. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, wherever you are right now, you can turn to Him as, uh, as, as we know that uh, the Bible offers you a way of escape for those uh, the one. And, and Nate, again, how can that person that is watching or listening uh, come to know the Lord right now?
1: Well, they can give their lives to Jesus Christ. It's part of the reason for all these judgments, obviously it's the punishable, but it's also to get people on their knees. You know, when yes. calamity happens, that's when people, even the, the strongest yes. atheists, will stand up and say, All right, I surrender. God help me. God help me. And uh, that's what he wants. He wants us to surrender our lives, the evil in our lives, our rebelliousness against God, our sin. We need to surrender and accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God and the Savior. And in repentance, pray in our hearts, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promised that he will do just that. He'll forgive us of our sins. He'll get rid of our guilt. He'll give us a new life and the hope of eternal life with Him. Mm. What a blessing that is to have the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit Himself, yes. living in our lives, guiding us and directing us. Mm.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Nathan, for offering that wonderful word of encouragement. And Nathan, that's why we want individuals to see that as we go through the Book of Revelation. It's almost like God always offers tidbits of encouragement, and we find that there in verse fifteen. Nate, can you read verse fifteen again for us in Revelation sixteen? Yeah. Uh, Behold,
1: I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments. lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And this is, a, again, Jesus talking. There, that if you have a Bible that has red letters, this should be in red letters. <laughs> and this hails back to Matthew 24, where Jesus described his return like a thief. Now, yeah. for those of us who are, are raptured, or who have taken up before the tribulation, it, Jesus is like a thief, and he's comparing it, meaning that you don't expect when a thief comes. up so just Boom, they're there. You they weren't expecting it. And when Jesus comes to rapture the church, will be like a thief. For those unbelievers during the tribulation, they don't know that the tribulation will last seven years. They don't know when God will be coming back. So it will be like a thief for them. Now for those, like you said, protected believers in Christ during the tribulation, those who got saved after the rapture, they won't be expecting Jesus exactly at seven years. Uh, and so 360 days a year. And so it's not like Jesus is coming as a thief. But for the world, it's a double-edged sword. You know, he's coming as a thief. They're not expecting it. Blessed is he who watches. In other words, those who are saved, and yes. keeps on his garments because they're going to lose everything uh, at that time period. They've lost their water system. The sun is blazing and burning them. The people are diseased with sores. And uh, they've lost it all. They need to give up. They're and <laughs> give it to Jesus Christ. But after we read, brother again and again, what do the people
0: do? They me God and they refuse to repent. Wow, well, that's incredible, Nathan. And here we find we find that again, uh, we're called to be prepared. We're called to be ready. And Nathan, I also believe that maybe there's a message here uh, for believers. Yes, we know we're not going to go through the tribulation. We know the rapture is going to take place. But the question is also, what are we doing with the message of the gospel of the great commission? The message of hope. Because, Nathan, it reminds me in First Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, we are also called to, uh, that, to that we're not of the night, but that we're of the day. And therefore, we should live uh, as those that are of the day. And, and, and there in First Thessalonians 5, 1, it says, But concerning the times and the season, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. But when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day, we're not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, what others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep in the night, and those who get drunk, get drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love in the helmet of hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation uh, through our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. But Nathan, I think the call for the believer is that we need to also be awake and recognize what's going on.
1: Exactly. That's a fantastic verse that describes what's happened in the end times here. And that the fact that it is, the world is coming to an end, and we need to be sober and, and alert. Yes. Now, not just us in our age, but again, like you said, this is a, there's a little message of hope for the believers here in the tribulation. As the tribulation goes on, the Bible stops occasionally. Uh, Jesus uh, gives John a little hope of flash-forwards to the future to show them that, hey, this is awful. This is terrible what's going right. on. It's the worst in your time in human history. But the Lord wants to give them hope. And so here, it's like Jesus says, blessed he who watches and keeps his garments. In other words, hey... Things are coming. I am coming back. This is going to end. And there's a little bit of hope that God gives those who are believers in Jesus Christ during the tribulation that the world isn't going to end and they're going to be destroyed uh, because God is coming. Jesus is coming back, and that should be exciting for us.
0: You know, Nathan, you made a great point, and of course, there's going to be individuals who will know uh, that period of time, right? Because they're going to have that prophetic calendar. They see all the events happening. Uh, so that's really encouraging that you brought that out to us as a reminder.
1: Well, yeah, that's one thing about the tribulation is that those who have to live in it, who get saved and have the Bible to study, they will know the exact link of the tribulation. Yes. Jesus will return at the end of seven years. That's seven years of 360 days each, uh, two sections, two uh, segments of 42 months. Yes. And so there is no doubt among them about when Jesus is going to come back. But for the rest of the world that doesn't know Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. they're going to be shocked when Jesus comes back, because he's coming back as a thief. Now, I don't think Satan will be shocked, because <laughs> he knows his time is short. When he's cast out of heaven, which we read, right, and uh, he is going to come down with a wrath like a prowling lion, seeking whom he may devour. And so he knows Jesus is coming back soon. So he he's trying to get all the armies of the world together here to have one last battle against God, and that battle, which almost everybody knows, is called Armageddon.
0: Nathan, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, I have not been to Israel. Shame on me. I, I'm planning to, but you've been there. You've seen, this, you've seen this area. I'm sorry, I didn't do that? Uh, no, I'm saying you've seen this area where this battle is going to take place. I said, shame on me that I haven't made it to Israel yet.
1: You need to. I, I've been there uh, three times, and the Valley of Jezreel is amazing. It's all farm now, little winding roads, and little creeks that run through it and it's hard to sit there from the top of Mount Carmel. There's a Carmelite monastery up there and you can look down and have this tremendous view across the Valley of Armageddon. You can see a, uh, an air base at the end of it. You can look the other direction and see Lebanon and it's amazing to be there and know like Napoleon Bonaparte said that you could feel all the armies of the world in that valley and it truly is. It's, the valley is tremendous and the thing. That the blood will flow from that battle wow. 180 miles the full length of the Valley of Jezreel up to the height of the horse's bridle which is about four feet or so there's going to be a massive slaughter
0: of all these armies that are gathering together to try to fight Jesus when he returns. Mm, and Nathan right now in our world there's a lot of shaking going on there's a lot of things with these different countries and nations we see the situation in Turkey we see the instability in the economy uh, and, and people, I mean, this world is is looking for a leader, and, and we believe the time is right, right, Nathan, for these things to uh, just line up.
1: Everything is kind of lining up right now. We're, we're seeing the world move towards a desire to have a one world leader. And the world seems obsessed with that. Even our own president seems to care less about our country, more about a global entity. And China is interested in having a one world leader. European yes. Union wants a one world. The whole world wants a one world leader. They think that'll fix your problems, but instead it'll like plunge the world in almost total
0: destruction. Mm, excellent point. And that's why again you tuned in to the Truth Truthful Said, Bible Prophecy Radio Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Johnson. We're talking about the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 16, as we're talking about these bold judgments, but also we're talking about the soon return of the Lord. He is coming quickly. Nathan, I love it because it it, it reminds us here again that we don't have a lot of time. Jesus says, I'm coming. Uh, as a thief. And like you mentioned, a, a thief does not give advanced warnings, right?
1: No. Yeah. I think we'd be ready with our guns if they showed <laughs> up uh, with advanced warnings. No, they come like a thief. And for the unbelieving world, the return of Jesus Christ will be like a thief. It will be totally unexpected.
0: That's right. But for us that are here, there is just that hope that we believe that the Lord is going to take us out before all this happens. But you have to place your trust and hope in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ alone. Uh, Nathan, I heard uh, this week again just a lot of tragic stories of people when they take their eyes off the Lord, all the things that they start to uh, dabble in. Um, we, we see the destruction of families and marriages and, and people need to recognize it, it is a real spiritual warfare and we need to pray specifically for the church of Jesus Christ, right Nathan? Because it just seems that so many individuals are almost like asleep, including pastors and leaders when it comes to the Bible prophecy and teaching of eschatology, like they don't give it importance, they don't think it's necessary, but the Bible tells us that we need to be sober, that we need to be children of the light, right? Exactly. And Nathan, of course, I know we only have about another minute left to the program, and I also wanted to just, again, uh, encourage those of you that are watching and listening, take time this week uh, to get in the Word of God. Uh, we, we normally don't give you homework, but Nathan, we're going to give them a little bit of homework right, and have them read ahead the few chapters in the book of Revelation so they can see how exciting this is, but also so they can have a good idea of what is going to come in that time called the tribulation. So Nathan, it's always, always awesome. Uh, to be able to have you on the program and also just enjoy going through this incredible teachings and studies. And I want to thank you for being part of the first segment of the program and the second segment of the program. And hopefully we'll continue in the following weeks uh, in this same theme, right?
1: I'm looking forward to it, brother. There's still a lot more angels to cover in the Book of Revelation.
0: Well, you gave me a total angels, and I think you want an extension on this teaching from all the angels that you brought to my attention that I wasn't even aware of. (laughs) Oh, we're both learning and we study. Absolutely, and of course, Nathan. It is a pleasure to have you uh, on the program, and I want to thank you again for being part of the second segment of the program. And uh, I hope that you have an awesome week, and the Lord will use you in a mighty way this week. Praise the Lord, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. And of course, we want to thank those of you that are tuned into the program. You're tuned in again to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Nick Batista, Nathan Jones. Our lines will remain open in case you're in need of prayer, you have a question or a comment, even off the air, we would love to pray for you. That number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. And you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week.